Hello, welcome to the Friday, July 8, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Symmetria today came out with an interesting report documenting details of a targeted attack that they detected recently. Typically, these attacks are called advanced persistent threat attacks. The funny part here is that the attack was actually not really that advanced when you look at the tools used. When it comes to these attacks, really where they distinguish themselves is the reconnaissance being done in order to target the victims. As part of the reconnaissance, usually a customized malware document is created, like in this case, a PDF that claimed to deal with some of China's influence in the South China Sea. However, the rest of the attack was pretty much copy-paste and a lot of open source tools like Metasploit and could probably be done by anybody who has taken some kind of intermediate pen testing class. Now, Symmetria took an interesting approach in detecting this particular attack. They're in the business of deploying decoys. Now, this is not really a honeypot, really more a little bit like a honey token. So what they did in this case is that they left documents on systems that pointed to an RDP server that is available. Well, that RDP server turned out to be the actual honeypot. So after the attacker broke into the victim system and then pillaged documents on that system. They discovered this RDP server and then tried to log into it, which led to their discovery. Overall, this took about three days. Three days, it's still some time for them to, of course, get a hold of quite a few documents, but it is somewhat faster than what you usually hear about several months or so until it, these attacks get discovered. And today we got a new edition of the Ouch newsletter produced by the Securing the Human team. This edition deals with the business email compromise. We have talked about this a few times over the last couple of years, but essentially it involves someone impersonating a CEO or other high-ranking officer within the company and then using emails in order to trigger rather large money transfers Ouch is designed for non-technical readers, so this is something great to share with friends, family, and of course, your CEO. When I teach intrusion detection these days, one problem that always comes up is how do you deal with encrypted traffic, in particular SSL. More and more malware takes advantage of SSL, and of course, then it becomes quite difficult to inspect the content of the traffic. Some organizations just play man in the middle, but of course, that's somewhat controversial because it sort of breaks the trust in end-to-end -end encryption that you usually get with uh, TLS. Well, a uh, research at Cisco now looked at some of the artifacts that they could find in the traffic and what they found is that uh, many malware families can be identified by looking at specific traits of their TLS connections. For example, they offer a limited set of cipher suites. Also, they don't support all TLS connections that you usually find supported. So you could, for example, look for specific TLS connections that your browsers support, but that malware does not support. 
Little caveat here, this paper of course was written sort of with hindsight. They took a couple samples, analyzed them and then looked for differences to normal traffic. It would of course be fairly simple for a new piece of malware to better emulate the kind of connection that you usually get from your web browser or from popular web servers. And TP-Link, the maker of many routers and webcams and the like, apparently has forgotten to renew two important domains that are listed on most of their equipment, tplinklogin.net and tplinkextender.net. The domain has now been taken over by an unknown individual who offers it for $2.5 million for sale. TP-Link apparently does not intend to bid for this domain. Instead, they're trying to change the documentation to switch everybody over to a different domain that they started using recently. So we'll see how well that goes. Of course, it's also possible that some criminal organization or so would buy the domain in order to use it for phishing or for malware distribution. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.